You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Well, the last episode ended with a to-be-continued, and um, here we are, continuing. Here we are, ready to continue. We have continued. Uh, Yeah, I have to say that uh, watching this episode, I maybe did forget some of the things that happened in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? That's what, that's the risk that you run when you spread a story out over two weeks. I'm going to forget. Yeah. They needed a previously on, but like only recapping one episode. Exactly. Nothing more because it didn't connect. Just, you know what they should actually do previously on that connect like everything that has to do with this plot line. So like the season one finale would be included. Like, I think there's another episode from season one that like contributes to this like mythology of the show plot line. And just to like refresh us all and let us know that like when we were doing that, we were building to this. Okay. Here's the thing is that I feel like there were several season one episodes that relate to this episode, but the main one, because this, the beginning of this episode starts in Alaska Um, And there's also some element of like a virus that is uh, undetectable in like cold weather or something. And that made me think of the episode Ice in season one, the famous episode where David Duchovny talks about his penis size, of course. Um, But that's not, that's not specifically what I'm referring to here. I guess, in ice, there is a virus that's in the ice. And in this episode, they're back in Alaska, and there's also some element of a virus. And I guess I just, like, I was trying to connect the dots, and I don't know if they actually connect or not. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't think they do, but I think that they made it confusing because, like, you want them to connect because there are enough like similarities or overlaps, but like, yeah, I think that the ice episode kind of is a standalone episode. And then they just were like, Oh, well we're going to use Alaska again. Um, I hope that nobody thinks about it. <laughs> hard. Right. It's not the it's same. Cause different. it was like a different virus. It did different things to people, but I just feel like, the connection there is so close, but not quite there. Like I felt like one of those people trying to solve a mystery with, with like a bunch of papers taped up to mm-hmm. their wall, like connecting red lines that just like don't go anywhere. That's what I felt like. Did you have that set up in your room this week? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We'll make sure to, to post a photo of that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, you were once again thinking too hard. (laughs) I don't think I'm thinking too hard. I think I'm thinking the appropriate amount. It's just that the writers of the show were not thinking the appropriate amount. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. It's just that you're thinking more than them. 
Yes, exactly. You're thinking way more than they were thinking at the time. Um, but yeah, we've got a different virus here, a different reason for being in Alaska. A lot of a lot of stuff goes on in this episode, really. Really packed full. Yeah, but we have to start with the fact that at the end of the last episode, a Mulder potential lookalike or clone, a fake Mulder showed up at Scully's door while she was talking to a Mulder on the phone. Uh, He sure did. We had two Mulders for a brief moment. Um, And Scully, you know, obviously, as she was on the phone with Mulder when this Mulder showed up, had a feeling that this was not the real one. Um, It was likely the alien bounty hunter in uh, Shapeshifted as Mulder. And I, he, you know, she, like, pulls her gun on him and is like, I know it's not you and yada, yada, yada. And Mulder, or the alien bounty hunter as Mulder, like, stays as Mulder and, like, fights Scully. And I thought that you probably thought that that was hot. (laughs) Okay, maybe that's going a little far. I didn't like seeing this fake Mulder, you know, punch Scully and throw her into a wall. That's not, that's not, you know, you know, fine line here. And that's a little... (laughs) over the line but i i will say that i think that they wrapped up this two molder scenario too soon like mm. i said i was very interested in all of the the ways that this could go all of you know the journeys scully could go on with two molders and it just ended really quickly yeah well scully wasn't gonna like fuck around with this fake molder just like casually as though she probably wasn't in grave danger because (laughs) she knows that the person that can shapeshift is like not the good guy not the guy you want to be hanging out with um but it is it's interesting to wonder like how like if she hadn't figured it out like if she hadn't been on the phone with Mulder like how long would it have lasted and like how long would he have stayed in that character (laughs) Right. I kind of feel like it wouldn't have lasted that long, even if Mulder didn't call, because I guess I felt like, like there was no question in my mind that the Mulder in front of her was the fake Mulder, because the way he was acting was very different than the normal Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she would have figured it out anyway, but I don't know. Sometimes in this show, you're like, why don't, why, why haven't you guys figured this out? Come on. Right. He would never do that. The one thing I did take note of, there is, when the fake Mulder is fighting Scully, he, like, lifts her, like, he throws her against the wall, and then he, like, slides her up the wall. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I was like, David Duchovny's wingspan is very big, because, like, he slides her up to the ceiling. Like, she is far off the ground. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty tall, so I think that that, you know, translates directly to wingspan. Yeah, he's ta- he's got he's got long arms, and I guess it was just shocking to me to see how far up she went. Like, 
She wasn't just a little off her feet. She was like fully off her feet. Yeah, she was fully. And I'm well, and I mean, for her to get that close to the ceiling, like she's very short. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just had to, you know, show us just how strong technically the alien bounty hunter is because I don't know that they'd actually have the character Mulder be that strong. Um, but in turn, we got to see David Duchovny do that. Do you think, like, was she on, like, was she, was she in a harness, like, suspended so. up the wall? Specifically because I don't think that he had his hand around her neck, or even if he had, like, I think it would have been dangerous for him to do that without... I can't actually do that. <laughs> what an extravagant scene this has become. Like, suddenly... Jillian Anderson's in a harness on the wall. Like, <laughs> seems like this was a big shoot day for them. Yeah. He throws her into a glass table. I mean, classic. Hmm. Classic move. And then she gets kidnapped, as Scully always gets kidnapped. She does. She does get kidnapped. And, you know, what is she to do at this point? She's trying to find an alien bounty hunter that looks like her partner. So, just, I would have fucking surrendered. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Shortly after Scully gets taken, Mulder and his sister, I'm saying that with quotation marks, around the word sister uh, show up to her hotel room and realize she's gone. And I just feel like at this point, Mulder has had like no time to process that. First of all, who he thinks his sister is has returned. And that's like what that, that has been his goal his entire life is to like find his sister. And here she supposedly is. And not only is she back, but she keeps, like, confirming things he's believed this entire time. Like, that Mm -hmm. has to be a really big, just, like, huge emotional moment for him. And I don't think he has any time. We have have no time to spend on that. There is no time for that. Um, Mulder's emotional processing is just simply not important uh, to this show. (laughs) They're like, he's got a bunch of other shit to do. Like, yeah, she's here, but Scully's missing now. And there's all this other stuff with this clones and aliens. And it's like, yeah, so what? She's back. Yeah. It's like she was never gone for, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's absolutely insane. (laughs) Even, like, I mean, I guess we see his parents in the last episode, but I feel like they would not be wanting her to, like, leave or go anywhere after her return, but, like, she's just kind of, like, running around with Mulder. Yeah. Doing FBI stuff. (laughs) Right. It also just seems like Mulder, I mean, maybe this is because he hasn't had a moment to process what he's going through. Like, when he first met her in the last episode, he was immediately like, yes, of course it's you. Who else would it be? Just, like, no no questioning. Like, yeah, of course. But then in the beginning of this episode, she's, like, telling him things, like, trying to explain things to him. And he starts being like, 
well, how can I trust you? How do I know you're telling the truth? How do I know you, you are who you say you are? And then later when Scully is back, Scully questions it and is like, are you sure this is your sister? And he flips out on Scully and is like, how dare you question me about that? Like he, there's no consistency to what he's thinking here. Yeah. I think it's probably just a representation of like, yeah, how little he's been able to process and like how, like so much information is coming at them so quickly in these episodes, like between her showing up and then the things she's telling him and then like dealing with the rest of like their case and Scully and all these other things that like, he's just like probably each moment has a different thought about whether or not it's really her. And like, yeah, I appreciated that they did include at least one scene where he questioned whether or not, you know, she was who she said she was. Cause otherwise it would just be like Mulder, man, come on, let's, I know that you changed your motto to trust everyone, but let's, let's dial it back for a moment. Um, but yeah, he does. He gets so mad. He gets so mad at Scully when she asks and it's like, all right, you're just upset because of what happened, but you were thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, like he literally says to Scully, how dare you question me on this? Which is an insane thing to say to anyone but it also kind of feels like he's being defensive because like he knows it's maybe not her and like he shouldn't be doing the things that he's doing yeah oh for sure he's like ma no (laughs) don't bring that up (laughs) because there's also probably a part of him that really does want it to be her and so like it's one thing for him to question whether or not it's her, but it's another thing for it to come from someone else. And then all of a sudden it's like an attack and he's like, you know, he's upset by that. But at the same time, he is thinking the same thing, but he doesn't want anyone else to be thinking it. Right. He also shortly after um, this scene, Skinner shows up and he's like, Oh, like, this is my sister, Samantha. She just showed up. And Skinner's like, what? And Mulder's like, I haven't had time to explain. Like, he hasn't even had time to... I, I feel like he meant to say, like, I haven't had time to tell you about this. But, like, what he's really saying is, like, yeah, I can't explain this. I haven't had time to think about it. Yeah, he's like, no follow-up questions, okay? I don't... I can't... I have no answers. I don't know. And I'm not even sure it's her. But please, I don't... I don't... I don't have time to explain. <laughs> His sister, sister in quotation marks, tells him some pretty crazy things about how these clones that we met in the last episode, like something about how they think like humans aren't being good stewards of the earth and our stewardship is ending and they're going to become the natural heirs of the earth, which is like, okay, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we're not being good stewards of the earth, um, but it seems like a a strange, you know, alternative method. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, why are they the next natural heirs? There sounds like planning a takeover, and that's that's not a natural heir. Right. No, they're forcing themselves to be the heirs. Yeah, they're like, well, we are because we said we are, but 
frankly, that's how humans behave too. So I guess, you know, they're speaking our language at the very least. She does confirm that all of the clones worked at abortion clinics to have access to fetal tissue, which we talked about last time. We did. Yeah. And that they were, you know, products of aliens. And this experiment has been going on for, or not necessarily experiment, but kind of, um, has been going on since like, I don't remember, like the 40s, 50s, like for a long time. And then they got all upset. All the aliens were mad about, you know, they're like, well, you've tainted the alien race by doing this. And it's like, well, uh, who started it? Well, she says that what the clones started doing with like mixing alien DNA and human DNA wasn't sanctioned by the rest of the aliens. So when they right. heard it, they were like, oh, no, you can't do that because they're supremacists and they don't want yeah. mixed bloodlines. It just seems like that the clones had a good idea. Like, instead of having to wipe out the entire human race, like, just start converting them. Like, oh, wow. turn them into partial aliens, make alien human babies, and, like, seems just way easier. But maybe it's not. Maybe they're like, well, we have, like, mass weapons, Gregors, so please stop. Please stop whatever it is you're trying to do. We can kill them quite easily. You don't need, you're doing way too much work. Well, here's what I started to think when I started to think about this was that maybe the alien bounty hunter and the people, the other aliens who want to kill these colonizing aliens are actually the good guys who are like, no, we didn't tell you you could colonize this planet. Like, that's not fair. Meanwhile, these like clones who are trying to get Mulder to protect them are literally trying to colonize and take over but they're just like Mulder help us and he's like okay sure yeah Mulder is I think as we see in this episode pretty like easily manipulated and like his his belief is so strong that like pretty much anyone can get him to do anything if they really want to like pretty easy to sway that guy to help you out even if like he shouldn't be <laughs> right and like this is jumping ahead a little bit but it relates we eventually find out that this Samantha is not his sister and that they just presented themselves to Mulder because they knew they could manipulate him that way and they literally say to him we knew that you would be easy to manipulate. And then literally a second later, they're like, but you still have to help us because we do know where your sister is. <laughs> he does. And it's like, Mulder, come on. Can you catch on here? Yeah. Like, there's just no guarantee. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But like, they literally just said that they're willing to lie because you're easy to manipulate. And he's like, yeah, well, they admitted that. So this one must be true. <laughs> Like, they were like, we are willing to use your sister to get you to help us and then do it again. And he's like, no problems. I got you guys. Oh, Mulder. Yeah. And like, at the very least, ask some follow-up questions, Mulder. Right. Demand I mean, at least he one answer. 
He is like, whenever he finds out that this isn't really his sister and this is actually another clone and there's tons of clones of this woman, he is like, I'm leaving. I'm not helping you. But then that's not true. Like, he doesn't do that. Yeah, he just, like, said it, but there was no intention of of doing that. And I have to wonder if in that moment, like, I'm sure there was some, like, disappointment that this wasn't his sister but also like probably relief because like he thought she was dead (laughs) so like he's got to have some conflicting feelings about like okay she didn't actually come back but like at least she didn't come back and I let her die right that's true and I was thinking and honestly I just I think this is true before Mulder finds out that this isn't his sister I felt like there was some sexual tension between him and this woman who was saying she was Samantha. Like, I'm sorry, but there just was. Well, you think David Duchovny has sexual tension with everyone on the show. Um, And I'm not saying that that's incorrect. I'm just saying your view is slightly biased. (laughs) I don't, I mean, okay, I don't think it's biased. I just think it is true. Name a person he doesn't have sexual tension with. Um, Skinner? No, he definitely has sexual tension with Skinner. I forgot about the bottoms line. Both of our bottoms are, I don't remember what it was, but, or butts. Mm, yeah. The butts line. Um, you know what? I'll think of someone and I'll get back to you. But um, it's not easy. Listen, he's very excited that his sister's home. Like, what? what's he to do? I don't even, you know what? I don't even feel necessarily like it's coming from David Duchovny and from Mulder. I felt like it was coming from Samantha. Well, maybe because she knew that this wasn't really, you know, she's she's not his sister. And she's just like. I don't know, you guys, this guy's kind of hot. <laughs> She's right. Maybe there was, like, a backup plan where, like, if he didn't believe the sister thing, then she would, like, try and seduce him. So she was trying to, like, play, like, a little bit on on both sides. She was like, I'm your sister. But if you don't believe me, maybe I'll convince you to have sex with me. And then you'll still do what I say because you're a big old dummy that's easily manipulated. Yeah, and it probably would have worked. Probably would have. I just want to say in the epi- in the scene where where Skinner comes to Mulder's apartment and like you mentioned before, he's just like, oh, this is my sister. Skinner comes in and they're just like fully in the dark because they need to like make sure that Skinner is actually Skinner. But like it was just such a weird way to do it. It was just like pitch black and Mulder's just sitting there like, come in, it's open. And Skinner's like, okay. And it just doesn't seem like they quite have this type of relationship outside of work. And yet in this moment they do. And he just says, it's like, I don't remember, like his optometrist said he needed to. And Skinner was like, okay. He's like, that's happened to me before. I wear glasses. So, you know, I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, not only are they in the complete dark and Skinner's like, okay, but 
you can see that Mulder is holding a gun. Like, I don't, maybe, maybe we're supposed to believe Skinner can't see that, but like, I can right. see that Mulder was holding a gun. Yeah, maybe Skinner can't because it's like his eyes haven't adjusted because he was in the light. But they definitely want the audience to know that Mulder has a gun. Um, and if Skinner does see it, he doesn't seem phased. He does just, like, roll with it. And then immediately after, like, when he finds out, like, it's Samantha or, like, Mulder thinks it's Samantha. And Mulder is like, I need your help. You have to trust me, like, more than you've ever trusted me. And Skinner is like, okay. And he does. And at this point, I was like, I don't know. I think I kind of love Skinner. I'm glad. Um, Skinner is great. He he is, I think, a fantastic character. A, a pretty solid ally. Um, and we've seen him sort of come to Mulder's defense in the past, but he's also like a little hot and cold where he'll get like really mad at him. But he's like, I think he's so mad at him because he's like, I know you're right, but I don't like the way you're doing this. <laughs> this is putting me in a bad position, which is valid. He's the assistant director of the fucking FBI. He's, you know, not trying to get dragged around on Mulder's little schemes, but he also really wants to and will help. He does really want to. I think he wants to be a part of the X-Files. Like, if he could not be assistant director of the FBI and could just be on Mulder's team, I feel like he would really thrive there. (laughs) He's like, so teach me about aliens. (laughs) There is a part later where Scully comes to him for help, and it kind of seems like he's brushing her off and he's not going to help her. And I was like, oh, interesting. He only helps Mulder, huh? But then he does. He actually, like really puts himself on the line to help Scully. He really does. He just like, yeah, he was like, I can't do that. And then he was like, I will fight for you, Scully. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I think he's really fighting for Mulder because he's worried about Mulder. Yeah, that's true. But he still did what what Scully asked. So, you know. I... I was thinking like whenever we see the scene of Scully going to Skinner to for help to find Mulder, I was thinking how different their relationship is than um, Mulder's and Skinner's because Scully comes in and is immediately like, I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't make an appointment like this kind of like thing. And whereas Mulder is just like, so like, what, what do you want now? Like, what do you yeah. want from me? Yeah, and like Skinner's like showing up to Mulder's home, and Scully's like, "I'm so, I'm sorry, your your assistant wasn't out there." And I mean, it's probably also just showing some gender dynamics in the workplace where Scully probably is not feeling super comfortable and welcome all of the time. And Mulder's like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm a white guy. I can, I can be anywhere, and I'm not going to apologize for it." Um, but we do kind of rarely see Skinner and Scully interact one-on-one, and we did see that in this episode. So it's just that, you know, their relationship is still blossoming, you know? They're still getting to know each other and and figuring out if they can trust each other. Yeah, that's true. And from this episode, it seems like they can. It does. It does definitely seem that way. And what a relief. I mean, it goes against trust no one, but it's a relief. Trust no one, parentheses, but Skinner. 
the new motto is just trust Skinner. I like that motto. I would follow that motto. So Scully's kidnapped though, right? And in order to get her back, they're like, we want to trade with Samantha, but of course. So it's like the love of Mulder's life versus Mulder's long lost sister. But like Samantha was like, yes, we have to do it. And Mulder was like, we'll get some snipers there and it'll totally work. And it's like, I just don't really know why you think that that's true. Um, But they give it a good shot and it doesn't quite work out as they hoped. I have always been suspicious of this Samantha character and did not believe it was Mulder's real sister, except for the scene where they're on the bridge and they're doing the trade and Mulder tells her, don't do, don't take any unnecessary risks. And she's like, of course I won't. But then as soon as she gets to the alien bounty hunter, she takes an unnecessary risk. And I was like, okay, if she could be a sister. Yeah. You're like, that's something they have in common there. So um, perhaps this is her. But alas, it's not. And yeah, she takes an unnecessary risk, tries to sort of fight him back. And then they lose their shot and they finally shoot him. But he just like holds on to her and they fall into the fucking river. And it's like, well, guys didn't think that one through. No. And so now she's gone. They don't know if she's dead. They don't know where she is. And when we see Mulder the next day, still on the same bridge looking for her as if she's just going to like pop up out of the water where she fell. Yeah. He is like disheveled and like clearly so upset. And it really, it really does like drive home that he did just make the decision to trade who he thinks is his sister, who he's been looking for for like 20 years for Scully. Yeah. That reality really, really hit him in that moment. I'm pretty sure he just stood on that bridge all night, like, looking down is what it seems like. Like, he didn't leave. He's just been there like, oh, my God, what did you fucking do? But, like, there is a part of me that's like, okay, well, maybe subconsciously he he did know that that wasn't her and that, like, letting Scully die for this person who he he doesn't know and might not be his real long-lost sister would also be a huge shame but of course he also thought that like they would be able to pull off this thing where they like kill the bounty hunter and he gets to keep both of them but like it's just not how it works Mulder I mean to be honest even if this really was his sister it makes sense to me that he would still make this trade like this person who is saying she's his sister is saying she can kill this bounty hunter which like maybe she can but like regardless he hasn't seen this person in like over 20 years he doesn't know this person even if she really is his sister and scully scully so like yeah you're gonna make that trade yeah you're gonna risk it and when it goes bad you'll realize that maybe you should have thought it through more but i think i think he made the right decision obviously but 
Yeah, in that moment on the bridge, you can tell that he's not sure that he did. Yeah. And the next morning is when he freaks out on Scully for saying, like, are you even sure this is your sister? And poor Scully, she's been in the hospital all night because she just got attacked. She shows up to the bridge straight from the hospital. Her clothes are still covered in blood. She hasn't even changed her clothes. And then Mulder yells at her. Yeah. Yep. Scully, I feel like Scully in that moment was probably like, I should have just fucking gone home. Fuck you, Mulder. She should have. But she's also like, okay, he did trade his sister's life for mine. So I guess the least I can do is show up here for him. Okay, but now we get into a scene I really want to talk about. Because, so this is still on the bridge with Scully and Mulder. Mulder says something about the bounty hunter where he's just like, he's an alien. And Scully is like, is that what you're going to tell Skinner? And Mulder's like, I already told Skinner that that was easy. That was fine. But the problem is now I have to tell my dad and that's going to suck. And then he goes and meets with his dad. And I just felt like this scene was so, I don't even know. Like, I felt like it was so revealing of like Mulder's relationship with his father and also like Mulder's childhood because his dad shows up and Mulder has to admit to his dad that he's lost his sister again for the second time which he like feels responsible for having done the first time she disappeared um and when his dad shows up like Mulder won't even look at him and he just like quietly whispers like Samantha's gone dad I lost her and he really seems like a shamed teenager like he's like telling his dad that he just like lost their like pet turtle or something and he's like a child it just really feels like he's reverted back to his kid self around his dad yeah i absolutely think that that is true um we really see a different side of him yeah he's literally like looking down the whole time won't look up and granted this is a very hard thing to have to tell your father but like I think it also made me realize like his parents or at least his dad must have like really made him feel responsible for the first time she went missing which is like a little bit insane because like sure I guess he was the older brother but like what was he supposed to to do And I guess there's the version where, like, he doesn't believe that she was abducted by aliens and someone just came and took her. But even then, like, what was Mulder going to do? Like, we saw him in that one flashback go and try and get the gun. And first of all, it wouldn't have really worked based on the circumstance. But it just, I think, yeah, really hit me that it was like, wow, his his father really blamed him and he's really been carrying like this guilt. And it's like probably a big reason why his main mission in life is to find her again, because like he's got to make it up to his dad. Well, listen, we saw child Mulder and he was a very tall child. So, you know, if I'm his dad, then I'm looking at this like, I don't believe aliens 
exist and I don't believe aliens took her. And why could my tall child not fight off whoever the intruder was? Because he's still just like 13. (laughs) No, I agree with you. And I, I think like his dad's a huge asshole and you can tell that just like immediately, even when Mulder's talking to him, when Mulder's like clearly very upset and like shamed and can't even make eye contact. His dad is like literally shaking with rage. And when he talks to Mulder, he doesn't yell, but he does that like very quiet, angry talk that is even scarier than a yell. Yeah, he does. And you just know he's been talking to Mulder like that his whole life. And I mean, you've said in the past that Mulder has daddy issues and we really see them. We really see what they are in this, in this episode. His dad does give him a note that he's like, Samantha left this at the house for you or something. And it's like the address to like this clinic with a card and like a note. And so Mulder's like, okay, maybe she's alive. And I think that they move it away pretty quickly, but it's something like if we are ever separated, like go here. And, um, when he does go there, that is when we discover that, yeah, she is, she was, uh, also a clone not his sister and these clones are like man it, we were using you and he's like cool do it again yeah at the part where we find out she's a clone and at this clinic there's like a bunch of clones of her i was like you know what this is too many clones for me i feel like most of the people in these episodes have been clones yeah who else is a clone you know it seems like everyone any i don't I feel like this is probably going to be true throughout the rest of the show, and maybe it's not. But I don't enjoy being like, is everyone who I'm interacting with potentially a clone? Mm. Yeah, that is that is stressful. Luckily, you don't have to worry about that in your in your daily life, just in your episode watching. Unless, I don't know, the paranoia takes over and suddenly... Maybe I'm a clone. Listen, I've never been afraid of clones before, but maybe I will be now. Well, because they're not just clones. They're like alien hybrid clones. Right. Yeah. Potentially colonizing Earth. (laughs) I hope you're not a clone, but it's possible I've done each episode of this podcast with a different version of you. I cannot confirm nor deny, but Alana, you're pretty easy to manipulate. Yeah. Well, I'll still be back next week. I'm using David Duchovny to manipulate you. (laughs) It's working. It's working. Okay, so there is one thing that feels like was maybe a continuity error or like they got something wrong where... Scully finds the Samantha clone that fell off the bridge and she's dead. And the paramedics are like, Scully, something's happening to the body. And Scully comes and like the face is melting. It's the green goo that we know that these alien human hybrids have that's supposed to be toxic to people. And Scully is just there staring at it, but nothing happens to her. Yeah. 
It's unclear to me because I feel like there's even been a part before this where one of them was exposed to it without anything happening. Like Scully steps in the green goo in the previous episode of one of the clones. And I don't know if it has to be like they're still alive and the green goo is therefore toxic when they're exposed to it because technically this... Samantha clone or what I don't know really even what to call her anymore is dead and the green goo is coming out she's like decomposing like when they pull her out of the water she looks normal and she's dead and then yeah her face is like green goo and it's like caving in um and I wonder if it is just something with like if they are alive the whatever toxin in the blood is like active and toxic to humans or and then if they're dead it's like a different it just works different that's my only logical explanation here but it is a bit confusing well I think that explanation makes sense though I am not convinced that the writers thought about that no um probably not (laughs) But it makes sense, so I'll go with it. I'll accept that it's true. They just like they just decided not to think about it because they couldn't every time something like this happens, they couldn't have Mulder and Scully like just like, you know, having burnt eyes and skin and like taking like four hours to like <laughs> they're like nothing would ever happen. So there's gotta be sometimes when it works and sometimes when it doesn't. I think really at the point whenever like we know Samantha's a clone. Mulder is in this clinic with all these other Samantha, well, not Samantha, but clones who said they were Samantha. Um, Like, they're like, you have to help us. The guy's coming for us. He's going to be here any minute. And at this point, it just really was like, I don't, just let them all die. Like, I don't trust them. I don't think they're very nice. I don't want them to colonize Earth. And they have been mean to Mulder again and again. So just let them all die. Yeah, I mean, it does seem that way. And I think the appeal of not letting them die is that, like, they potentially have information on alien species. Also, yeah, maybe on his sister. But at this point, it's like, that's probably not true. But they do, they are alien hybrids. And he still has questions about that, even though, you know, they've kind of been pushed to the side based on the family drama happening in this episode. Um, But he, he is not able to save them. Um, Doesn't work. Bounty hunter comes one point. He says to Mulder, he's like, or maybe it's later, but he's like, he's like, why won't, why won't you die? (laughs) Um, but he's not there to kill Mulder. He's killed. To, he's there to uh, kill the clones, and he's just kind of an obstacle. Okay, this is the other thing about me being like maybe the alien bounty hunter is good, and all these alien clones aren't, because the alien bounty hunter later, when they're in Alaska, is like, I could have killed you so many times if I wanted to, which is true. And, like, he doesn't want to kill Mulder. He just wants to kill these colonizing clones. And Mulder is kind of forcing him to kill him or try to kill him because he just keeps, like, coming after him. But this alien bounty hunter 
doesn't seem to want to hurt humans. He only wants to hurt these colonizing clones. Yeah, he's like, I'm just here to wipe them out. And you're just getting in my fucking way every time for no reason. Other than the fact that, like, they asked you to help them. And, like, you don't even know who the fuck they are. Right. Like, I feel like they did not have good intentions with colonizing the Earth. As I don't think any colonizers have any good intentions, really. So, uh, you know what? I am team alien bounty hunter. I feel like if, like, the alien bounty hunter had, like, just gotten to Mulder first and had been like, can you help me? These, like, bad aliens are trying to colonize Earth. Mulder would have been like, you bet. Yeah, it really is about who gets to him first. Yeah, it's just, like, who who is there presenting some information that he would be excited about. And, like, he'll help whoever it is. Not really easy to manipulate. Very easy. Very easy to manipulate. Okay, so we know that he goes to Alaska, but he gets to Alaska by talking to his informant friend who whose name I still don't know and who I don't think that they say, but he talks to him and gets some information and then Skinner beats that informant up for that same information. Yeah, because Scully is like, okay, I'm going to summon him here, which I can't remember. Maybe I just forgot, but it's, I was like, wait, how does Scully know that he's meeting with someone and like what the signal is to get him there? It also still doesn't make sense to me how these fucking signals work. Cause like, is that guy on Mulder street every night? Why does he see the tape in the window? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I do know that I forget what episode it was. It might have been the Haiti episode. It might have been an earlier episode. He does tell Scully that he's been meeting with somebody new and that he doesn't know who he is. And Scully's like, why are you doing this again? Um, Which she should ask. And I also think like she didn't know the signal, but she walked into his (laughs) apartment and saw a big X in his window and a light pointed towards it. And I think very easily was like, he must this must be his stupid ass signal because it's so obvious yeah and so he comes and she's there and not Mulder and he's like oh wrong house sorry and like leaves and she's like no (laughs) which like I don't know I don't really know that that I guess he's like you know risking his life by doing this and talking to Mulder but it's like don't you think Mulder's probably telling his partner Obviously, he's not telling her everything, but she's pretty much always there whenever he's doing something where he needs this guy's help. So, don't know why he's so upset. Right. And he does, Mulder does basically tell her everything, even if he's not like, oh, I found out from this person. Like, he's telling her what he found out. Yeah, exactly. And frankly, Scully should be questioning him more on where he finds his information (laughs) he should be but um yeah and then he won't tell her skinner beats him up and skinner comes back up and is like he's at this place in alaska again i just have to say i love skinner in this episode yeah skinner is is 
really one of the smarter and uh, better characters in this episode. Yeah. He's also, he gets stuff done. Like, he helps Mulder when he asks. He finds out information Scully couldn't find out. He wins in a fight against this other guy. I mean, he's doing everything right. Yeah. Frankly, that is one of the more impressive things that he wins in this fight because that other guy seems like pretty fucking badass and unafraid to hurt someone if he needs to, as we have seen before. Yeah. This is what I don't understand about when Mulder goes to Alaska. So we had this starting scene of these guys who were in a submarine and like whenever the alien bounty hunter crashed, their like power went out. Um, And they said something in the first scene, like one of like the captains was like, we need to surface. And the other guy was like, how can we surface? We're like under like so many feet of like glacier ice. And then when Mulder gets to Alaska, it's like, the submarine isn't fully surfaced, but there's like part of it that is sticking through the ice. And I guess I just don't understand how they did that. Yeah, I'm frankly unsure as well. And I don't know, like, is it possible that submarines just have that large of a, like, I don't know, not extension pole, but like, is there a piece that can come off that, that far or like, did they start to go up and then had to stop? It's like, I don't know. We didn't quite get a clear understanding of, of what happened there. Or I personally don't have a clear understanding of what naval submarines are like. No, me neither. And I don't think that we're going to figure it out talking to each other, but I wish I understood. I also, I know this is thinking too much about it, but I don't know how Mulder got to the submarine. I imagine that was out in literally the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I guess, I mean, he was provided with specific coordinates, I believe, so he knew exactly where it was, but like, he must have had to walk a lot. We already talked about how he meets the bounty hunter and the bounty hunter, you know, tells him he doesn't want to kill him, but Mulder is kind of forcing him to. And then he keeps, Mulder keeps asking about his sister and the bounty hunter is like, is this really worth dying for dude? Like, is this, you really want to die just to, to find this out? And Mulder is like, yeah, of course I do. Um, And there's a part where, I had to turn on my subtitles because the bounty hunter is saying she's alive. But whenever he says it, it sounds like he's saying she's on live. Like she's on live right now. Uh, And I was like, what? I don't understand. But he's just saying alive. He just is saying it weird. Yeah. He's like, she's on FaceTime. Just give me a second. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's alive. And also... Fuck yeah, subtitles. Sometimes you should be using them all the time. Um, <laughs> that's how I feel. Sometimes I watch it without subtitles and I'm like, I think I missed half of that. <laughs> but 
Yeah, he's like, she's alive. Uh, can you die now? And frankly, I think part of Mulder was probably like, yeah. Yep. That's, yes. I'm okay. Just take me now. I don't know if he'd like, it's just like he would rather just trade his life for hers. Does he wish that he was the one that was abducted so that this wouldn't be happening? Which frankly, like, if that was the case, I don't think Samantha would be spending her life becoming an FBI agent investigating paranormal and alien activity just to try and find him. But maybe I'm wrong. Part of it feels like he, like he was, you know, his voiceover in the first episode, he was like, you know, if I have to die to find out the answers, that's fine. I think, I think part of it is like, this has been such an exhaustive search for him his entire life that he really is like, I'm either going to find this out or I'm going to die. And if I die, then at least like, I don't have to keep wondering about this shit anymore. It's not even like he needs to bring it to a conclusion. Like he doesn't need to bring her home. He just like needs to know, or if he dies trying to find out, then he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's a way out. way out of this life he's living and like yeah we've kind of confirmed that all he really wants is to know and what happens after that is just you know doesn't really matter so yeah if he dies then he won't have to figure out that next part yeah which is kind of sad for him I mean not kind of it is very sad for him yeah I mean he's a man on a very specific mission and (laughs) He's accepted the consequences that may come along with this mission, it seems. Which is reasonable, because it does seem like there are many times where he could have died. Including most of this episode. When I said that I didn't remember what happened in the first episode, what I really meant was that I didn't remember that the first episode started with Mulder in the hospital, almost dying from hypothermia. I did not remember that until the end of this episode. I mean, maybe that was on purpose because now it's like a surprise again, but then you're like, Oh yeah. Which is kind of a fun experience to have. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is how it began. And it's, it's how it ends. He, the alien bounty hunter just kind of like dumps him outside. Uh, he almost dies in the process, almost dies from Liz laying out in the cold. Somehow he is found um, and is brought to a hospital. Scully comes. And the only reason Scully knows about the retrovirus is that they were doing an autopsy on the guy from the last episode who had died and they were like, yeah, his blood was really thick. So we looked at it and we realized this and then we cooled it down and we were able to like, it, it didn't do the same thing. We could manipulate it. And so, you know, she realized that whatever this virus is that is in these people can't live in the cold. And so she's like, you have to put him on ice. Stop. And they are pretty pissed at her and don't want her. Like, the doctors are like, get out of our operating room. And she's like, you have to listen to me. And thank God she's, you know, persistent because he would have died. And she was not a 
about to let that happen. She really wasn't. She just immediately fully takes over that OR and is like, this is my OR now and you're going to do what I tell you to, which we see her do a lot of times. Just any doctor, she's like, you're going to listen to me. And they do. I feel like if I was a doctor or like had gone through medical school and became a doctor and like wasn't a practicing doctor, I would do the same thing. Because, like, the power that you have in being able to do that must just be like, oh, sometimes I got to exercise this, you know? Like, I I don't want to let this knowledge fall out of my head. So every once in a while, I'm going to take over someone's operating room or a hospital just because I can. (laughs) I mean, I guess she I mean, they let her, but I don't know that it makes sense that they let her. Well, she does save him, though, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, the end result makes sense, but the doctors relinquishing their, like, control to a woman who's just like, I went to medical school is maybe not what makes sense. (laughs) No, maybe not. But I don't know if someone comes in and just won't stop screaming at you, maybe at a certain point, you're like, I guess we'll give what she says a try. but. You have to be as commanding and confident as Scully was in that moment. Otherwise, it would not have worked. Yeah, that's true. And she does, um, while she's barking orders, she's also stroking Mulder's hair and is saying he's going to get, like, just, like, really willing him to live. Yeah, she, I mean... He's seen her almost die, but, like, this is a really flipped script here where she's, like, looking at him, and he's, like, he's on the edge. He's about to die. Uh, And she's, like, I am not going to let that happen. And then she sits with him afterwards until he wakes up because, you know, they are in love, and, you know, maybe it's not active right now, but we're not going to forget it. And when Mulder does wake up, he's like, uh, no, I didn't find what I was looking for, but yeah, I have renewed faith to keep looking. And I'm like, were you losing faith? Was there, was there a part where you had lost the faith to keep looking? Cause you've been looking the whole time. Well, there was a part at the beginning of this season, he had lost the faith, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. He had already gotten it back. Yeah. But I I was thinking during this scene, like, I'm glad finally the shoe was on the other foot and it's not Mulder hoping Scully doesn't die. It's Scully hoping Mulder doesn't die. It's just like, you know, it's a nice change of pace because Mulder has had to do this so often. Yeah, Mulder's had to do this often and Scully's had to be almost dead often. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's nice for both of them to get to get a try at, at the other uh, uh, role here. Yeah. Scully also has a voiceover at the end of this where like in, in the beginning of the first episode, Mulder has a voiceover that like explains 
why he keeps searching and like, you know, his motivations. And at the end of this episode, Scully has a voiceover that's like, everything unexplainable that I come across just makes me believe in science more. And you know what? I don't know if the writing for that uh, monologue really worked for me, but okay. Yeah. Well, what I think is interesting is like, if, like, and she does acknowledge that there might be some sort of supernatural or paranormal thing going on here, but like, even if there was, if it's like the existence of another life, there is like science will explain it somehow, even if it's like unexplainable science, it eventually gets figured out. Like when they realize the DNA strands that were in the serum in the end of season one were like not human. It was like, well, they used science to like figure that out. So like eventually she's going to have to realize that like, yes, science can maybe help her explain things, but like soon it's going to be helping her explain the existence of aliens. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's some kind of disconnect with it because it's like, well, yes, of course, eventually, if we're able to study things, science can explain everything that's unexplainable. However, you also still have to admit that there are things that are currently unexplainable. Well, if you want her to admit that, you should stop watching right now. She saw a literal shapeshifter who looked exactly like her partner and then shape-shifted into not her partner. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. He held an alien fetus. No, that's not really important. It was very brief, you know, so. A person's face melted into green goo in front of her. Well, sometimes that happens, you know, and it's just like, well, she had a virus, so you have to consider that. Oh, Skelly. Listen, the woman is a strong believer in what she believes, just like Mulder is a strong believer in what he believes, you know? That's really what's going on here. They should build the whole dynamic of the show on that. It's just two really stubborn people. (laughs) Do you want to take bets on whether or not next week's episode has anything to do with this? Um, I think it definitely won't. I think that uh, you are probably right. It's called Fearful Symmetry, and it is about zoo animals are suspected of killing several people, but witnesses claim the real culprit is an invisible force. All right. I don't think that's going to have anything to do with this. I will take bets on whether the zoo animals killing people are monkeys or not. Ooh. Hmm. I think they're not. Hmm. If they want this to be an accurate show, they will be monkeys. I think there's the potential of a gorilla. But it might also just be like a lion or a tiger. But like... I I don't know. It could be anything. Maybe it's a meerkat. Maybe it's all the animals at the zoo. Hmm. A lot of those animals 
kill people. Right. And have a reason to kill people. I'm looking forward to the next episode. And I hope that it is the zoo animals killing people. Just the zoo animals getting revenge. Mm -hmm. Except for the monkeys. I, I don't want them involved in that. It's just interesting that it says the animals are suspected of killing several people. Like, is there, did no one see them kill them? They just, like, think that it's probably them? I don't know. It what? says witnesses claim the real culprit is an invisible force. So some people saw an invisible force. They were like, no, the, it, the animals were just sitting nearby. They, they didn't do it. <laughs> well, aliens... If you are out there, like, come get us, but, like, please don't colonize Earth. 